ladies and gentlemen. You know, a while ago, I did a few videos and I was telling y'all about how when immigrants come to this country, they pretty much try to radicalize them against us. And, you know, many of our people always know, even when I was a child, many of us always knew like immigrants would kind of be wary of us or stay away from us. And there was a reason why. Now, I didn't learn about that reason until I worked with a woman that was an immigrant from Iran. And she and I sat together on a job I had back when I was really young. And at first she was kind of quiet and she didn't really talk much. And then, but as the weeks went on, she started opening up and we sometimes had some of the best conversations just sitting and working together. Well, one day we were sitting and we were having lunch and sitting next to each other and talking during our lunch. And she said to me, nothing i learned about black people is true. And I said, well, what did you learn? And that's when she told me, she said she went to naturalization class to become a citizen of the US. And while she was in naturalization class, they told her, the teacher told her to stay away from black Americans. It was okay for her to interact with anyone else except us. And she said, they just said all the, the stereotypes, we were criminals, we were drug addicts, we had, you know, and then you don't want them latching on to you. And then you're going to have all kinds of problems because, you know, just stereotypical things. And you would think as time went on that some of these people would think for themselves, but actually they don't. They still fall for the stereotypes and they still do that, ladies and gentlemen, to this very day. Now, some of these immigrants already have um, some type of predisposition about us before they get here because of all the negativity that is uh, that is spread through the media here in America. And they watch a lot of American uh, media and shows and movies. And America has never showed us in a good light, even in movies and even in shows. So some of them come and they already believe what they have seen on TV. Well, they're still told this stuff. So this woman right here, I want you to hear what she said. Now, years later, I met um, uh, also an African from Sierra Leone, and we became really good, close friends. Um, and again, in the beginning, it was kind of slow, but the difference between the Iranian woman and the, you know, the person from Sierra Leone was racism because although they were African, they still face a lot of the discriminations here. And they told me the same thing. 
they had a, a, a Caucasian teacher that was their naturalization teacher and told them that you don't want to deal with us. Stay away from us. Stay away. They're, they're the problem. Told them we were the problem here in America. Right? None of that has gone away. These immigrants are still being told this stuff when they enter the country or they become um, naturalized citizens. So I'm going to play this and I want you to hear what this woman has to say on how they have tainted virtually everybody against us. Can I just say how much I appreciate all of you black men out there supporting black women? Because one of the first stereotypes when I moved to the United States, I moved to Brooklyn, Flatbush. One of the very first stereotypes a white person told me <laughs> about racism in America is that actually the biggest enemy for black women are black men because they all hate black women. And I can speak for all your all's community and I will never dare to pretend that I know what it's like to be a black woman in the United States. But there are so many harmful stereotypes about black men that just ain't true. Also, on a side note, something else that same person told me is that the reason Latinos and black people are more oftentimes incarcerated in the United States is because they're actually too lazy to work and they just don't work as hard as white people do. And still now, that was almost 10 years ago. It blows my absolute fucking mind that someone who considers themselves liberal, democrat, progressive thinker, didn't just have all of these views, but felt comfortable enough telling me as a Mexican immigrant that that's how comfortable a lot of white people are with their everyday racism and stereotypes and problematic statement where they say things where it's like, it's not racist, it's just a matter of fact. So newsflash, no, it's fucking racist. Okay, I went broke again on what I actually wanted to say. I came here to say, I always love it when I see Latino and black men stand up and celebrate their women because that's what we need more of. So ladies and gentlemen, you heard that, right? So when immigrants come here, they immediately work on them to make sure they never like people from the black community. And this is how it's done. So it's not only done in naturalization classes. Now y'all remember, this is your government that is involved in these naturalization classes. And those teachers represent this government. And then you got the citizens <laughs> that will talk and communicate with them to ensure they don't have any interaction with the black community. So you heard she said it was a, a white person that told her all of these stereotypes. You see how they immediately work on these immigrants? This is how it's done. And we know everybody on the planet seems to have a problem with us. Even the ones that never had any encounter with us got a problem with us.
now you know where all of that disdain for us is coming from. It is being spoon-fed to these people of different nations, whether they're on this soil or not. And even the ones that are not on the soil feel a certain way about us because of what the media, which is the most racist apparatus they have in America, has spoon-fed shows and movies over in these foreign lands that have constantly put us in a negative light. So, yeah, I mean, I think if I was a foreigner and I kept seeing the same consistent negative thing about a group of people, I probably would be more inclined to stay away from you too, not knowing any better. But some of these immigrants do get to know us. And the ones that do get to know us, their attitudes towards us start changing. That's what happened with the um, Iranian and the African that I interacted with on jobs. Their whole attitude changed. It was like, well, nothing I was told is even true about y'all. This is crazy. And you know, hey, and I told them, I said, look, they can tell you anything they want about us. But really, it's up to you to use your own mind and your own common sense at the end of the day. It, it doesn't matter what they sit in your face and say, <laughs> what are you going to do? Are you going to just sit there and believe it? Or are you going to try to learn for yourself whether these things are true or not? Now, in the two instances that I told you, those folks got to know Black people, but they all don't do that. We already know that. They all don't. But this gives you a chance to see how above and beyond this country has gone to keep the entire world hating us. And this gives you, this gives you clear insight of who this is coming from. And I'm sure we all know this, but it's always good to hear it from the horse's mouth. Please leave your comment and subscribe. Don't forget to hit on the notification bell and I'll see you on the next video. Peace, family. Some of our people jumped over, so we couldn't be in bondage. And you know, um, but I'm just telling you, this shit that's going on in this country with these agencies like the IRS, they're not helping us. Uh, like I said, this agency has targeted a lot of Black Americans. They have hurt Black Americans. Um, but yes, news told you right. Uh, we need to have another plan in place, but your plan will be right there where it is, which is the Treasury Department, which the IRS works under that. It's funny because somebody left in the comment section talking about Joy is a GD tether. <laughs> oh, boy. People yeah. like, love to say that tether word. Well, that'd be killing me when I hear everybody say that tether thing. Yeah, yeah. She, she is, man. She is a tether, man. And something else, too. Huh? But look, 
Jory, I, she does make some very good talking points. Uh, the sister is very intelligent. Um, her show has been on MSNBC for a long time. So people undoubtedly love her there. Or they like something about her there. I don't know what it is yet. But, um, you know, a lot of times what we have seen with a lot of the, the sisters that have been on these different shows and the brothers too, these uh, uh, news stations um, usually end up getting rid of them. Um, they, they don't usually keep them on very long, but Joy Reid, yeah, she's been on for a while. Um, so you got to give it to her. She's doing something that they like. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about that. Appreciate that, Professor. I'm going to get back to you. Let me go ahead and kick it to um insane secret sister, and then we're going to get to Brother McCool again. Hey, what's up? What's up? Shout out to the space. What's up, Toter, Ray? What's up, insane? I'm doing okay. Doing okay. Great. Uh, great space, man, as usual. Um, I have to agree with uh, Professor regarding... Uh, you know, uh, the uh, IRS, uh, he mentioned something earlier about what's coming next. And I think it just corroborates the popular notion that a lot of people feel that some sort of uh, currency is about to emerge that will allow them to have greater control. That's that's my take on it. It's been here for a long time. It's been hated. You know, the legality of it suggests that it's not even really a legal body. But nevertheless, it's here. Uh, its sole purpose is to extract uh, money and uh, go out and gather what they feel like they should have. You know, they take. So the question is, what's coming along behind it? I somehow don't think that they're going to, uh, you know, not want to have the same amount of control. So uh, that's that's my take on the IRS. It's not needed. Never was needed. And uh, it's just become an out-of-control government agency. Again, I just wonder, you know, what's coming along next. There's been some talk about a Fed dollar. And then uh, recently I was listening to a man talk about another digital form of currency, which will give them greater control. So I somehow don't think that they're going to relinquish, you know, all of the money and control that they get from the IRS and not replace it with something else. Uh, Joy Reid, her behavior was just atrocious. We're talking about two people. Uh, this gentleman, Donalds, I believe it is, and Joy Reid. Neither one of them really stands to do anything for our community. However, you know, just in terms of recognizing the humanity in the next person, uh, her behavior was really, really ugly, atrocious, and uh, real aggressive. Uh, so, I was just casually saying that she could easily be cast and as uh, Monique's role in Precious, you know, in terms of the power dynamic, uh, the control and the abuse. You know, she clearly had control and uh, power and she abused it. So and it was it was just an ugly, ugly set of circumstances. The, the hand gestures, you know, she got really, really kind of street with him in terms of how she was handling and conducting the interview. Uh, the marijuana deal out of Evanston, I feel the same way as uh, Brother McCool. You know, um, I, I, I don't really think uh, it's wise that we just totally be zooted out. But if, we, if anyone is going to go down that path, I think 
I think Alaska has long had a, a law where you could grow a plant in your home. And I think maybe Nevada is the other state that has that law for some years now. So I feel like anybody that's doing that probably want to be doing that. That's the way it should be set up. But in terms of going out, engaging these dispensaries and buying this product, I don't trust it. I, I just absolutely do not trust that. Um, those are some of the things that I've, I've been looking at and observing about what's going on, the RS especially. It's, uh, you know, again, it's about what's coming next in terms of control and how it would be utilized. So those are just some of my insights regarding your topics and i'll land there yeah you did a great job man saying too and and they're talking about giving them 80 billion dollars over the next decade and also hiring eighty-seven thousand agents you know that's i'm just trying to figure out why the hell do they need to hire eighty-seven thousand agents well see that's crazy because you know a lot of people forget it was the ris who was actually the enforcement arm doing prohibition, kicking in doors and things like that. So what what, what 87,000 agents are intended to do is to track all of those uh, high ticket purchases, probably anything, probably anything over a thousand dollars, which they are aware of right now. But unless it looks like you're, you're doing a lot of that, Unless it looks like you got some kind of industry going on, some kind of black market industry going on, and you're just making all these high ticket purchases, they really don't pursue, you know, the occasional high ticket purchase. But they're aware of those. So I feel like 87,000 more agents will allow them to go after the beautician who squirrels away a, a few extra dollars and goes out and buys a car. Or the, the, the mechanic, the guy who's a woman who's doing uh, odd jobs on the side, they save their money, they go out and they make a big ticket purchase. Well, now anybody who makes, if they go through with it, I feel strongly that anybody who makes a purchase like that, they'll be knocking on your door or you'll get a visit, you'll get a letter or you'll look at your bank account and some money has been taken it will give them a better ability to track like i said high ticket purchases and they are aware of big cash purchases they just do not have the manpower right now i believe to check all of those or more of those so that's that's my take on it <laughs> Excellent, excellent, insane. Everything you say, I have to go ahead and agree with you 100%. $80 billion. Now, you can take that money and you can go ahead and we talk about how bad the educational system is in America. You can go ahead because really every teacher that's out there should be making, um, if we really want to improve the plight of our kids, we need to start paying these teachers more money and stuff too. So, you know, go ahead and give some of these teachers, let's have a, a starting salary for a teacher in America today with all they have to deal with and everything else with inflation on top of it, like I was talking about the prices of this and that. I feel like a teacher should be starting off no less than $75,000 a year. Go ahead and, and, and get those teachers starting off at $75,000 a year. And that I think that would improve. You would get a better quality of teachers out there. Go ahead and educate the young. And, you know, you have people that's more locked in as well, too. You, you're up here making $35,000 and you got to go through hell. A lot of times these teachers have to take their own money and, and buy um supplies and stuff for the classroom and this and that. 
all the stress that they have to deal with. I mean, it's just it's just not worth it. So instead of going ahead and pumping almost a hundred billion dollars over the next decade and hiring eighty seven thousand people, go ahead and put that money into the teachers, and that that'll make a big difference. I'm gonna go ahead and kick it to um to my girl Secret Sister, Secret Sister. I'm glad to see you up in the space. How you doing tonight? Hi, how are you doing? Hi, hi Ray. Hi, DJ. Hi, T brother. Hi to everybody on the platform. Um, you know, I, I, I'm glad you're talking about this IRS stuff, and it's uh, really crazy. I um, had a meeting today um, with somebody, and um, uh, for for us as you know, black people here in America. Um, taxes isn't, you can get rid of it. Um, and being a person that's that's worked, you know, side by side with them and I see how they operate, they they play chess with the money and everything. And I'm going to let you know, all this money that is being allocated, it's not coming from no one's taxes it's not coming from no one's anything it's coming from the printing press they print it and that's it um a lot of people have this they have it misconstrued that our taxes pay for a lot of things um our taxes pay uh for infrastructure that's mainly what we pay for something that is not they won't even allow us to own you understand um things like that the they i, I personally feel the freedmen bureau can come back and we could tax our stuff through there let the white people and everybody in the coons, let them deal with the system. And you know how I feel, News Totter, and anybody that's known me. Break away from this system. And I've, I've been saying it and been saying it over and over again. Just like now, um, you do see they're putting out another strand um, that's supposed to uh, have us in the house again. You understand what I'm saying? They are yeah, trying to right, and what they're trying, their whole idea is for Black Americans to get so fed up that we either um, bring war to the White House or we leave. That's what they want us to do. So they're pushing us. <laughs> into a corner and i say brothers and sisters when i get pushed in a corner i come out like a rat fighting hard as hell i'm not leaving and i'm not gonna go to war unless i know i have an army of, of our own we have one but we just cannot get along with each other but this is now taking a different turn because no one is paying attention to what's around them they try to give um they try to make us look this way while they're doing this um money is nothing if you look at it it's a promissory note 
That's that's what the dollar is, a promissory note. So you have to ask yourself a promissory note. Who do we owe every time we spend it? Do you got that answer, Ms. Sarda? You know, and, and I've asked um, fellow IRS people, do you know people in the IRS don't even know? Who do we owe? You understand? And my thing is because our dollar don't do daily squat for us. It's our military that made us great. Our dollar don't make us great. The military did. And our buying power. And I'm talking about black freemen. We make this country and they know that. But they want us to succeed. They want us to cower down. They want us to back down like we always do. We can't do this this time. We have to keep pushing because um, there was a meeting today about this subject. And they said, when they see IRS that we're going to shut that down, the black people are going to be so upset and you know why? Because they won't be getting any of those checks so they can go buy chains and gold teeth. Like, this is what they think of us. This is exactly what they think of us. Like, they don't know that most of us are business owners, homeowners, and I'm talking 81% of us is that. You understand we're not on welfare. One percent of us are on welfare. And that's for real, because believe it or not, people don't know you're not considered on welfare um, only until you start receiving the money part. If you receive just food stamps, you're not a welfare recipient. That's something you should be getting. So my thing is, is we have to start looking and start building our own system. And I think we should bring the Freedom Bureau back and we should start having our own people. And that way we can allocate it and we can have somewhere we can go to borrow money. They're never going to give us anything. And when I hear this stuff, it irritates me. And would you believe they kicked me out at a meeting because they knew that I was going to come and tell. They kicked me out to meet a meeting that I, um, as a retired agent, I'm, I'm allowed to be in. But they kicked me out of it. And the IRS is not one. The IRS, the CIA, um, Homeland Security, they are all separate entities they are not our government they have nothing to do with our government the government borrows money off of people like donald trump um billionaires because they don't have it print the money give us our money and we could give two shits about taxes then we could be just like the billionaires and say, guess what? We don't got to pay taxes either.
So we just as happy. And on that note, I'll land. Real quick, um, my girl Diane, she said it right on um on, on YouTube. She's saying that you know the IRS wants to go after people making that that made at least six hundred dollars on PayPal and Venmo and Cash App. Like out of all the people in this country that's cheating people and laundering money and doing everything else and all of these these corporate hogs and stuff like that, they want to go after somebody making that that made six hundred dollars on Cash App or uh, PayPal or Venmo or something like that. Just as another way to stick it to people. I mean, just... and you know, you know, another thing, News Totter, uh, you, you got to look at the, the the whole lottery system. That's all funded through Social Security, right? So why is it? that the government comes in and can take taxes off of something that they didn't even they're not even they're not putting a hand in now your taxes is going in that but you're not even putting anything in and yet you're coming and taxing the money you know that i won because i won like two hundred and seventy thousand dollars right on on lottery before and when I came home, I'm like, what the hell? It was 193000 Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's what not, like, those people that win those big lump sums and stuff like that, if you, you mess around and win $100 million, and you talk about you, you getting that lump sum, well, yeah, that lump sum will probably be something like $60 million or 65 after they get ready to take a cut. <laughs> yeah, so why do you think, I mean, why, why do they feel they can come and take anything when are we're working and we're putting into our social security correct so why is it and we are um putting into the lottery systems so why is it the government that has nothing to do with the government those are state the state kind of thing so why is it the government gets to take money if anybody can answer that i would love to hear it because i worked in the government and we still have not one clue on why we do it Great point, sister. Great point. Like I said, I have no idea either. But um, even if the lottery was once funded by you, like I forgot who you say, Social Security. Um, the, the lottery's been around for what thirty some odd years. So the lottery probably ain't funded by the lottery has their own um, they have their own they their own state branches and stuff like that. So the lottery, they don't have to be funded by anything now because you got. People spend billions of dollars on the on the lotteries. I mean, now you got them. They they got it now where it's all tied in the states and stuff like that. The Powerball, the Mega Ball, and this and that. You should just be one state. Now you got seven, eight, nine, ten states all connected. So, if it was once in the early in the mid late eighties, or if it was funded by um, Social Security or whatever, now it's totally independent by itself. That it's probably one of the biggest. It's one of the biggest. Um, Money makers they got in terms of state agencies and stuff like I mean, yeah, right it's funny about states. It's, right, it's, it's funny state about to state. State. It's yeah, state it's state. State. You know yeah, what I mean? And my thing is, when yeah. you agree that that's probably one of the biggest banking systems America has, and that is with our money because we, of course, are um, the the biggest buying power in america so if we're buying 
they're taking taxes. So we're putting, we're feeding in, but we're getting nothing. We're getting not one thing out of it. The and lottery, one the lottery is a straight ripoff, and they put it, and all these black people that spend that money on it. Yeah, you, how many black people actually win the goddamn lottery? Excuse me. Me, yeah, me I'm, and I'm, my saying, I'm talking about these. I'm talking about these millions. The vast majority, all the black people I see going to these convenience stores and scratching tickets. Yeah, you got black people that win. But when you see like the main lottery, I can least say here in Florida, you know, I, yeah. Yeah. it's normally it's normally white folks that win this thing here. So it, to me, it's just it's a waste of time. And like you say, secret system, you did win. So shout out to you. You want the ones I, I do know. Well, I that gave one. it. I gave it away. I I did. I gave it up. I gave it. I donated. Well, I wish I would have knew you when you was giving it away. <laughs> yeah, I did. I donated it. <laughs> I sure wish. I sure wish. I, I sure wish I knew you when you had it. Uh, no, if you did, that would have been. I I definitely would have given you. Um, that would have been a big. No, I would have came and give. I would have gave it to you in your hand. I'm not putting them in none of their systems where they gonna go and take it right out of your hand. That's why it's good. I don't like banks. I like uh, bank vaults. I like uh, my banking, my bank, um, my things in the wall, my safes. That's what I like. I don't like banks. They and, and the whole banking system is all let let them play with that. That's not for us. We're straightforward, and we need to get back to the straightforwardness. Let's get our bank back. Yes, ma'am. I'm going to go ahead and kick it to you in a second, Charles. I want everybody to check out the Jumbotron. If you can, please, in the Jumbotron, you will see the actual YouTube, uh, the, the news total YouTube link up in the Jumbotron. I believe it's in the middle of the actual Jumbotron. You'll find that in the actual newsletter. Please go ahead and subscribe to us on YouTube if you haven't. If you're in the space and you haven't subscribed to us on YouTube, please go ahead and subscribe to us. Also, support us on Cash App. That's a dollar sign news total, dollar sign news total news total is the largest black owned news curation platform today in america the largest black american owned news curation platform today in america you can support us on uh cash app which is dollar sign news total and if you don't have a cash app we also have the venmo and the paypal up in the jumbo trial as well let me go ahead and kick it to charles I'm gonna can, I, can i ask you real quick did my husband um give you your donation uh, over here right and when they giving them those those people those money that money those people is going to the nearest gas station 7-eleven speedway western union and sending that money back so the irs is trying to figure out where is all this money going that the president did signed off on to give them and so they can't calculate it you know because they said when the pandemic hit they said business boom like a lot of a lot of new businesses 
started to open up. So a lot of people won't put their money in their banks. What they was doing was they was it's it's, it's so many different ways to to get money out here and uh, to make your money work for you that you don't need a bank. You know you got PayPal, you got Venmo, you got a uh, Cash App. Um, what's that? What's that other uh, payment thing they got? Jet Blue. They got they got all type of uh, Card.com. You know, so the IRS, they messed up when they started saying stuff like they was going to start checking, they, they was going to start checking people who's, uh, who withdraw $10,000. Nobody won't put $10,000 in the bank. Like that lady said, you might have $10,000 in your house, but, but it's not in no bank. And that's all I wanted to say. Appreciate that, Charles. Thank you. A lot of people, we got a lot of our people, they don't keep their money in the bank and stuff like that. Especially back in the day, you had a bunch of family members hiding money on mattresses and stuff like that. Um, the only thing, only thing I will say is that if you do in the bank, if your money, if they something happens to your money, it's insured up to a certain a, a certain um percentage. So that's one thing that you protection with the bank or whatever i know it used to be a hundred thousand dollars i'm not sure if it's still the same or whatever but so that's always one thing to think of family in case and i, I know sometimes it's still good to keep cash on hand as well too because you never know what might happen but charles you're right like i say and, and now if you make six hundred dollars or more you got to report this and stuff like that i mean this is ridiculous like i can see if you made twenty thirty thousand dollars or something like that or on cash app or, or paypal or whatever you know and then you got to report it or whatever but now you got to go ahead and report this right here too so that, that that's ridiculous but think about the gift cards though because i don't know if y'all noticed no no uh heard about this article where they was giving out giving the immigrants gift cards instead of giving them cash so when you give somebody a gift card you can't calculate that money no, I didn't hear about that. I was like, so they was giving people gift cards instead of cash. Yeah, uh, with that big. You gotta report gift cards. Yeah, yeah, that, that's how that's how these jokers is on the car. you don't have to report gift cards. You don't have to report gift cards because how did, how you do the gift card is you take it to Seven Eleven and load the order or wherever you go, Walgreens and load the money on the gift card, and they don't know nothing about that. Right. Yeah. Hey, bro, gift cards is one of the biggest scams, bro. Not just gift cards, but um, like reward programs and shit. Because if you don't use the money, that money goes back into the company. So Starbucks is like one of the biggest scams on that. If you go to Starbucks and you got one of those reward things where you can preload, like Charles said, your money onto like a digital wallet or some type of you know, currency where it's like, okay, this is my Starbucks money. You know, this is my McDonald's money or whatever. You can preload shit, but if you forget that money, it either goes away, you know, it expires. Don't forget rewards expire after a while. So where does that money go to? It goes into the company. Yeah, because I've had gift cards before when I, I, you know, somebody gave me like a $50 gift card. I forget about it. I check on it five, six months later, the damn thing, about like $30 or something like that. Like, or you're a little like, damn, what happened with the, with the, the gift cards? Are you right about that? Now, they do have some, I think, where it doesn't, the, the value doesn't go down, but then I guess you just have to shop around and see which one that is, I guess. Those are, those are gift card credit cards. So it has to be a Visa, MasterCard. You know what I mean? Discover or something like that. Those are the only ones that don't aspire. Okay. As far as like, you know, it don't uh, over time, but eventually it will aspire, I believe. Like those net spins and stuff like that. 
and then people preload money onto the net spend and then give you a net spend let me go ahead real quick I'm, i see black pressure came up i'm gonna I'm kick it to you brother McCoo, but let me let black pressure he hadn't spoke yet so black pressure how you doing tonight go ahead i'm your mic bro hey what's up black family i promise mine is quick so i just wanted to make a quick comment about uh the, the brother said earlier that's true about keeping uh and and also you too know so to keeping uh money in the bank so just a personal testimony of mine. i've been fighting with these white folks for like six months man i'm trying to buy a house want a certain apr you know how you fight with these white folks these people wanted me to have 50 racks in my checking account so i keep all my money in my savings account i just keep a, a certain amount in my checking account they wanted me to have 50 racks sitting in my checking account for 30 days before they would approve me so yes everybody is right most of the time it is a negative to keep you know all your little ducats in in your bank account but there is times like when you're dealing with these white folks actually force you to sit that money in, in your bank account and i'll lay my point there real quick let me give a shout out to jw queen trade and uh jay bryce on youtube as well so let me give a shout out to the people to some of the uh, fam over there on youtube as well Like you said, notifying 
trying to revenue service uh, that, that you just put in this large amount of money. Um, and I remember because I worked at Colonial Bank, and I remember we used to have to um, report anything that you came in there with that was over $10,000 or $10,000 or more. Uh, so be, you know, I want everybody to be uh, very cognizant of what you're doing when you're depositing these big, big checks up in these banks. <laughs> they definitely send it right on to the agency. Also remember too that you had that's that's ways that in that in the how um, Al Capone got busted was was the IRS and the um not paying his taxes and stuff tax evasion and stuff like that as well too so. They'll get you one way or another. If they can't get you criminally, they will get you with paying those taxes as well, too. So that's another thing that you got to try to stay up on your taxes as much as possible because the IRS, they're going to collect one way or another. Black pressure. Go ahead. I'll mute your mic. So I was going to say this real quick, too. And this is something that, that I learned. So this is a way you can kind of air quotes play the game with the IRS. So... When I first started the job that I'm at now, like eight years ago, so what what I was doing, I, I was getting paid. We, we we started getting paid weekly because it, it was issues with getting paid uh, twice a month. It was almost a ride up there. So they started paying us every week. And what I was noticing is that they were taking out 50% in taxes as relative to what I was taking home. And I was like, damn, so I was taking home, I know at the time, maybe like 2,300 bucks a week. And they were taking like $1,100 out in taxes. And I was like, well, fuck, man. And, you know, I wouldn't pay, I didn't pay any attention until after like a year. I started telling people about it. And one of the ladies in admin said, she said, look, do this. She said, I'm going to tell you up front, you're not going to get any tax return." But you're gonna get your money. She was like, for six months out of the year, file married and nine, then change back to single and zero for the other six months. You won't get a tax return, but you'll get most of your money back. So if you guys want to do that, or if you can afford it, you can you can do that and still, you know, not get in trouble with the IRS. I'll land that. Hey, always put a one in the box versus a zero, so that way you keep most of your money on you. And see, I, I was, I, see, I was putting a zero. I, I'm a young cat, you know. I, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, hey, rest in peace to my aunt. And she told me that one from the door when I first filled out my first application. Always put a one in a box to claim yourself, so that way they'll take less taxes out, and you'll retain majority of your money. But on the backside, like you said, you may not get as much back during tax season. But at least this way, you retain more. Of your what is it? The, the gross income prior yeah. to pre-tax. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. When, when you when you single and by yourself, they are going to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, already you already know. You already know. That's why. Hey, rest in peace, on name, man. For the for that for that advice, forever. <laughs> Real talk. Put a one in the box. The number five box. Put a one in there. <laughs> that's some good advice too. So for everybody that's in there that 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 is um that don't have any kids or claim anything like that, definitely go ahead. Like you said, claim yourself because you're right. When you when you um when you don't have anybody to claim. <laughs> Unless you're not making a lot of money, that's the only way you're gonna get something back. And you have to not be making really anything to get something back. So definitely do that as well too. Charles, I see you back up in the spot as well. Charles, go ahead and unmute your mic. Hey, but 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 I just want y'all to think about this. Remember when all them jobs closed down uh right around the time when uh they, the IRS had sent out the tax checks? And then in March, a lot of people <laughs> had, uh, lost their job. 
this is in retaliation to what Donald Trump's policy was because I've been murdered for eight years. And so what I realized was I was getting less t taxes taken out of my check when I was claiming uh, me and my wife together. So these people, they got this shit planned. This shit ain't nothing but a scare tactic. And I don't think we should be worrying about the IRS because they fucking know what they doing. Because these immigrants, I'm seeing them now right here in North Carolina. They is sending that fucking money that them people is, is giving them back to Mexico. That's where all that damn money is going to. I feel you, Charles. The only thing is, like I say, if they if they can hit you with it, you know, the one thing about the IRS and they don't put you in jail, like people like they'll let you they'll let that debt keep growing. They want it to keep growing and stuff like that. So you definitely gotta be careful, like with these cash here, because I feel you like, yeah, a lot of the, the immigrants, they they take they, whatever they make here, they go ahead and they send it back to their people and stuff at home and stuff like that. But they'll let the debt they'll let the debt keep growing and growing and growing and growing and growing before they get ready to come and collect. So Definitely just like I tell everybody, if you can, and if you do have to pay them and you got to be on a payment plan, give them the bare minimum, man. I don't care if you owe them $50,000 or whatever. Go ahead and get them $70 a month or $50 a month. Don't break yourself trying to pay these people. Give them the bare minimum. As long as you're paying something, they'll be fine. They'll take it, whatever. But don't don't just don't break, don't break yourself or your family trying to pay them all you can or whatever. Pay them, pay as, as minimal, as little as you can to these people right here. Let them know that, hey, I'm paying, I'm trying, times are hard or this and that. I know people that, that have done that and stuff like that, where they had to just pay you at a minimum, and that'll keep them at base. So do not break yourself. Do not sit up here talking about you're going to pay them $1,000 a month or you're going to pay them $500 a month or anything, like, anything crazy like that. Pay them the bare minimum and keep living. Secret sister, you gotta go ahead and sit on mute your mic. You know, it's it's also another thing. Like um, I always say, you gotta play chess with these people. See, like uh, when 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 I was buying a home, okay, because um, I think it was brother. I think it was uh, the br brother. I think brother. <laughs> I think it was him that was saying, you know, they want you to get fifty racks, and then they want you to be debt free. You know, you understand what I'm saying? And I'm like, okay, so what I'm supposed to do for 30 days. So I caught it. This is what I do. And this is what I tell everybody else to do. This is why you have safes in your home. Put your money in your safes. Get you a CPA. Let him just go ahead and then I'll send you a check. That's how I look at it. You getting what I'm saying? I'll send you a check on what i owe you that way you don't be all up in my um doodads and figuring it out what i'm making what my husband's making don't be married they gonna tear you up you know what i'm saying and um and and another thing i want to say put it in the safe house burned down and then when you have homeowners insurance always put it 100 to 150 more than what you have in the safe. So if your home bones down, you got your money back. That's what I did. All right, sister. You go ahead. Let me kick it. I see trouble up in the space. Trouble, go ahead. I'll meet your mic. 
Hey, everybody. Shout out to the group. Hope everybody's doing well tonight. My beautiful black people up in the cut. Um, yes, ma'am. Start causing trouble, trouble. Yeah, I ain't come to cause no trouble now, Professor. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody getting these, these, um, you know, when they put the stuff out there, 
now you want to make it difficult for us to be able to get the licensing, you know, to even open up, you know, the, the same place as everybody else's. We, you know, you're making it difficult. You're making it a million dollar industry just to buy in. And then we're still not able to be inside of the industry. So, you know, it's, it's all a bunch of, of, of suckery. You know, I'm trying not to cuss, but, you know, I'm going to just call it fuckery because that just feels better. But that's what it is. And I'm going I'm to land my plane on that. You know, I'm about sick of all of these cats. Yeah, that was pure fire uh, uh, trouble. <laughs> that was pure fire, what you said. Uh, you're right. She, uh, Byron, he is a, a token. But then again, like I said, there's a bunch of tokens on the Democratic Party side as well, too. Like, And, and let's be honest, and simply for the, for the sheer numbers that there's more black people in the Democratic Party, it's even more tokens on that side. If you want to be perfectly honest, you can sit up here, and I know you want to sit up here and, and say the Democratic Party is a party to black people and this and that and all this other stuff. But if you were to actually go token for token, just because of the sheer volume of black people that are Democrats, it, 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 it's probably a hundred to one tokens on, on the Democratic Party side than it is Republican. So if we're going to be perfectly honest, and you summed it up perfectly with the the whole thing with the Everson and the marijuana thing. They're squeezing all kind of black farmers out. They don't want them to get licensed to do to, to grow the marijuana. They don't want us to have anything to do with the industry. They still want to go ahead and they want to go ahead and do make money medically from it. They want to make money from it recreational. And then let's not forget the last thing they want to make money. They still want to lock black people up and make money off of that way as well too. So they're perfectly fine with that going to sit up here and talk about giving reparations or something that you know damn well there's no way in the world like that could that financially a little bit of, of marijuana sales in Everson or whatever there's no support any kind of reparations you come with this ridiculous thing of having this this this, this lottery a hundred and some people you talk about giving reparations to you come with this stupid time frame from 1919 to 1969 where you know damn well there's going to be other people besides people that was sending slaves that might even get this right here and giving them money you're telling people what they can do with the money and this and that you're talking about you got to own a house just ridiculous stuff and the fact that you had a bunch of black people sitting up there in, in Everson growing up and talking, well, it better than nothing. This goes to show sometimes that we, that we wouldn't accept any kind of lowball offer just to be accepted. They should have told them people to go ahead and shove it when they came up with that ridiculous thing. Like, this, man, this ain't no reparations here. You're giving us a loan or a grant or, or whatever. You're telling me what I'm going to do with my money? That's that's not a form of reparation. So I'm in, I'm in total agreement with you on that as well. The IRS thing, like I said, I agree with you on that too. Let me know what system that you're going to put in place to replace it. You know, the IRS, I have no love for them whatsoever. But what system are you going to put in, in place? Because like you said, a lot of times they do want to squeeze out these senior citizens and stuff like that, the Republican Party. And they also want to, they also want to give a pass to the big corporate, the big corporate, uh, backers as well too so what are you going to do for the middle class people what are you going to do for the working class people what are you going to do for the poor people as well too when it comes to this as well so put out a system that, that that's better than, than what the irs has a new tax code and this and that and we can actually seriously look at that because something needs to change definitely but if you put out something that's equal or, or is this only going to only benefit the top 10% of the people at the top, you know, that that's not beneficial to, to the American uh, population. So I'm in total agreement with everything you said, Trevor. I'm glad to hear from you tonight, sister. Most definitely. If I could also touch on one thing, I heard you all talking about like the PayPal and the, and the other cards as far as the $600 limit. 
that was some absolute foolishness. And, and But I remember several years ago when I was still using rush cards and stuff like that because I didn't want to, I didn't like keeping like secret sister. I didn't like keeping my money in the bank. So I had my, my money spread out in certain different types of accounts. Few years ago, when I went to put a couple hundred dollars on my card, they was like, "Okay, anything over one hundred and ninety-nine dollars, you gotta show us your ID." And so I'm like, "I've never had to do that before." And they was like, "Well, this is a new system." So, and I didn't understand what it was, but I'm leery of everything. So I was like, "Okay, I'll put in one hundred and fifty dollars because I'm not getting ready to show you my ID to put money on my own on that damn card." And I don't know what you want my money for. I don't know what you want my ID for. Why Why do you all, all of a sudden? So they was like, well, anytime you know you put money in now, it's a requirement that over a certain amount. So you can't even go over $200 without them wanting to see your ID and have additional information. And I don't know what all of that is about, but it's just real janky what they're doing, you know, with the whole money system altogether to, to start informing different agencies about how much money you pull out. Because I know a brother, I met a brother in the store and um, I was having a conversation with my dad on the phone about finances. And um, the brother asked, started asking me a question. He was like, he tried to pull $10,000 out of his account and they wouldn't allow him to pull it out. And told him he had to wait a couple of days to do it. And he didn't know what that was about. So I told him to go back and pull, pull it out in increments, you know, go ahead and pull out 5,000 since they wouldn't let you pull out 10,000. It's your own money. So I don't understand why, you know, so it's, it's getting real crazy. They're monitoring things on a whole new level that they're not informing the American the people about. And then when they do inform us of certain things, you can never more believe half of what they say is lies. So, you know, there's that. Real quick, because I can't remember, did Joe, was it Joe Biden administration that, that, that was the one that championed this thing, giving a damn $600? Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah in trouble. Here's how your brother get around that. Basically, this is why you need to LLC yourself. So that way, all he once they told him that, all he had to do was go open up his business checkbook and cut him check to his own government name. And nobody would have said nothing and deposited it right back into just basically another account that's his own personal shit. Nobody would have said nothing. You see what I'm saying? You know, it's crazy that you have to come up with all of these little things to do just to actually make a living in this country that you have to come up and you have to do all these different things like that just to stay afloat. I mean, that makes no sense. You have to go, you have to jump through hoops, literally. You have to be creative. You have to hustle just to be able to put food on your table. And I'm not talking about hustling, working an extra job. I mean, you have to come with all kinds of creative solutions just to be able to make it in this country. And multiply by 10, you're black. Yeah, <laughs> real talk, yeah, <laughs> real talk. Uh, black pressure, and real quick, hey, Ray, I, I had sent you that text back, so yeah, I I, I I pretty much let you know, like, yeah, that that, that was nonsense. <laughs> like, but just when you get a chance, check it out, but yeah, that's just pretty much nonsense. But black pressure, go ahead and I'm, unmute your mic. So let, let me tell you about that little scene. And I'm, I'm going to say, DJ, Brother Mo, I, I am not disagreeing with y'all. I'm, I'm telling you this personal experience. I have an LLC. I know a few people that do. Let me tell you how the government gets you. LLC is a beautiful thing. It is beautiful. It, it, it gives you a bunch of different type of freedoms. Like if, like if you have an LLC, I'm sure y'all know this. Like especially if you're a property owner, you can actually start an LLC 
and rent the property to yourself, you can rent you in like a four bedroom house for like ten dollars because you're not it's not yours. It actually belongs to the LLC. There's a bunch of different freedoms you got, but let me tell you, tell you how the white folks get you when you got an LLC. An LLC is just like having an expired driver's license. Man, oh, man, you you can ride, you can ride all you want. You can ride for three or four or five years on that expired driver's license. One day, and I, I've known this to happen to three people I know personally. The white folks will hit you up, say, "Hey, Mister So and So, yeah, about that LLC, yeah, we need every receipt you can have for the last seven years and showing fast. That that's how they get you. You have to be literally like like new said you have to be a magician when you have an llc you can't throw a receipt for bubble gum away they want you to prove if you uh, if you bought some shoestrings they want you to show the receipt for that that everything you ever did that's that's how they do it they will come out the blue they won't warn you they go they're not gonna say hey a year from now we want to see every receipt or two years from now we want to see every receipt they will just pop up on you one day and say hey that llc we need every receipt for the last seven years hurry up I lay on my plane there. You got it, DJ. Uh, yeah, just to just to piggyback around off of that black pressure. So you don't have to actually be doing business to have an LLC. See that? So with that being said, if you you could be a sole proprietor, a partner, or actual you know stakeholder within the LLC, so you have multiple people on one LLC. So with that being said, but you don't have to be doing business in order to uh, reap the benefits of having an LLC. So like, you know, put everything in your business name, like like you said, and then, you know, when it, and yeah, obviously bookkeeping is important, just like anything else. I understand that because I'm a business owner and I don't fucked up a couple of times, <laughs> you know, doing business through years, you know, you, it's a trial and error of this shit. But at the end of the day, just put everything into your business and then you don't have to actually be doing business in order to have that LLC. Well, shit, a lady from the IRS told me that when I was asking her one day, should I uh, change my address on my business uh, registration? Because it came from one town that I was living in in another county, and I moved back to Newark and Essex County. So she was like, nah, you ain't got to worry about that. Your number follow you everywhere. I said, hey, all right, shit, I ain't got to worry about it then. So, you know, it is what it is and shit, you know what I mean? As long as you ain't doing business, but you're reaping the benefits of the business. So with that being said, so... You know, you get hella discounts for having a, a business account at Costco or uh, your phone company or whatever other little uh, thing that you do, uh, use up a lot or you buy stuff at a lot, get a business account with them. You know, you'll see the savings and reap the benefits of that shit. Real talk. Go ahead, though. Yeah, my, my aunt, my classmate, they had to learn the hard. My aunt has rental properties, and they did that to her. They popped up on it. They wanted to see everything for five years. She rocking flooring and, and shingles and all that my, my aunt was like well shit that was in 2017 why fuck we don't care you better come up with me. so she she couldn't you know they she went to some of the places they were actually able to dig up some of the receipts but she actually ended up getting fined because she couldn't produce a lot of the receipts so that that's the kind of side of it i was speaking from right now i feel what you're saying and, and that's why i'm saying you know you, you, you ain't, ain't got to be doing business in order to be doing business because they they didn't know they already know that most likely you're funding that particular business you feel what i'm saying so like with me i got a regular job too or a little go gig job i might do but i got my business so majority of my money come from actually my gig job i just funnel it back into the business and whatever money i make i funnel that from the business i funnel that back into the business and write it off at the end of the year you feel what i'm saying but go ahead oh no i'm with you i'm with i'm listening 
Hey, DJ, let me ask you something real quick. Um, cause, uh, what, what you think about the little Everson Griff that, that we, uh, me and Trevor was, was touching up on as well, too? Uh, well, you know, I mean, we already know that was a grip. That's why, all, uh, you know, a lot of folks <laughs> don't like when I say, hey, yo, the weed dispensary thing is a stupid ass idea. I had a lot of arguments early on with folks that know that I actually am an uh, agriculturalist, landscape horticulturist by trade, you know what I mean? And I know how to grow weed and the food and all that other shit, you know what I mean? But that's a, that, that was a nothing burger the moment they said, yeah, we about to legalize this shit. Oh, here come the grip. You feel what I'm saying? And then they turn around and they said they're going to use the weed money of the, uh, to, to pay reparations to Everston folks or whatever other type reparations and, and fight whatever other type programs, well, that was a grip too. Because why the hell will, will I, as a person who smoked bud, go to a dispensary, pay double the price of what I'm already paying for, eight, and get taxed? You feel what I'm saying? I, I, I ain't, ain't nobody that high, bro. You feel what I'm saying? Ain't nobody that high, Mr. Governor. You know what I'm saying? Mr. Secretary. You know what I mean? Mayor or whoever. Nobody's that fucking high, yo, to do that because I could just call little Pook Pook on the block. He'd drop two off for the same price that I would have paid for one at the dispensary and, and don't tax and probably get some extra shit. Some free blunts, some papers. You know what I'm saying? A soda, something. You know what I mean? <laughs> Come on. Hey, no, hey, no. Hey, no. You, you <laughs> might not like this. No, you might not like this, but this is real, man. I tell anybody, if you're going to sell weed, like DJ said, sell that shit in the hood, man, because I cannot think of the name of that documentary. Yeah, I can't think of the name of that documentary, but it was on Netflix, and I apologize, y'all. I cannot think of the name of that documentary for nothing, but they hey, had, uh, question, before, before you go ahead, let me just say, go ahead, as, go ahead. as a disclaimer, we do not uh, promote the, the sale of marijuana. No, in the- <laughs> of course not. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Hey, what's the, the popular term or not allegedly? Let me say that. <laughs> you know, oh, get all up it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but if you're going to do it, sell it in the, the because that, uh, like Sister Trouble was saying earlier, that shit is a scam. Because when I watched that documentary and they profiled those uh, black couples that were on the, got on the list to uh, get the little car to sell weed. They said they never got that shit. He said they, those those white folks, those Middle Eastern people, they got it. And also, too, like DJ said, why if I smoke weed, which I don't, but I'm saying why we, if I smoke weed, why I'm going to go to the dispensary where it's taxed? And it's, from what I hear about everybody, this shit is whack. Like I say, but I'm not a weed smoker. This shit is whack. And why, like I say, just go in the hood, spend your little $10, $20 and get it from your boy. And you don't have to worry about paying $30, like DJ say, for something that costs you 10 in the hood. So, yeah, it's pretty much all that shit is a scam, man. Look, and that's still 10 in the hood with a delivery. You know what I'm saying? So, they yeah, ain't going the only thing I can think of is that now they, they, they kind of they're trying to get you to go there so they can de- decriminalize it so they don't have to worry about being arrested or whatever I guess but I guess if you're in the city where it's legal I don't even know how that, how that works because I don't know any of y'all that's in the state or city that's legal can you I mean can you still buy from somebody off the street if you buy from somebody no, off the street you go to jail that, that's still illegal because it, it's, it's okay. uh, contraband you sell a contraband to somebody else even though it's not considered that anymore because it's legal but you still would need a license in order to sell it. So this is the 52 fake how they get us, and you still keep us arrested and all this other stuff. Just, you know, um, it gives you a completely perspective of um, of getting high. But I'll, I'll talk about it from the guys of us being systematically locked out of the industry um, and actually making money. That is an issue. 
And on top of that, it shows that if we're getting locked out of, of like, just say street money and we're locked out of corporate money, where are avenues that black Americans can go besides um, that we can make money? And I'm starting to see is that we're like, no matter black people feel like they don't need to work with each other, they're going to have to, it's going to come to a choice where they're going to have to work with each other for survival. And like, so they need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. You know what I mean? So I'm just going to just speak the facts. And that's how I observe about this whole grift with the whole marijuana industry. And I see that they're just given to like these old white women. Like there was this article about just white women in general taking over the industry because it's so safe now and so soft. Like back in the day, it wasn't safe to solve. Like, so like I got a lot of like takes on it and I just look at it from a money standpoint that we're not getting anything and everybody's getting all of it and I ain't feeling it. Agreed, agreed. Um, welcome to America. <laughs> Pretty much you just got to keep grinding. That's the only thing I could think of. Find you a niche. Definitely uh, find your skill, a trade. Uh, if you have a degree, you put that to use as well, too. If you just a grind to get out there and grind as hard as you can. So I definitely, I definitely, you'll definitely get no arguments with me on that. It's getting harder. Got to start listening to what Dr. Carl Anderson said, too, as well. We got to go start looking at trying to do economics. We talked about it, but we're not putting that to use, people. So you can just see basically the past few, the past few days here on Twitter, we kind of, you know, everybody's supposed to be coming together trying to do things and stuff like that. And, and it's kind of everything is just went topsy-turvy so that's on us as a people you know we we are already facing um facing we already against all odds and stuff like that so we got to go ahead and try to focus and, and do something that that's going to be positive for us as well too we're constantly bickering and beefing and this and that or whatever nothing's going to get done so i will say this right here as well too if you can support do so on cash app uh, we got like 40 some odd people up in the space so if you got eight dollar one dollar two dollars that you like to contribute on cash app dollar sign news so that it's in the jumbotron as well too so you can also support a black business while we're in here having a nice dialogue too so remember that news so is the largest curator of black news a day in america don't only just listen to the twitter spaces go to the actual website and check out the content the twitter spaces i enjoy them they're nice and this and that or whatever but the twitter spaces don't define who newstoter.com is Guys, make sure you visit newsoda.com. It should be one of your sources for finding news daily. Everybody in this space, that's an actual follower. I'm not talking about if you're not a follower, but if you actually follow Newsoda, you should be visiting the site daily, checking out content. It's no ifs, ands, and buts about that, whether you contribute on Cash App or PayPal or Venmo or whatever. If you're not contributing, you should visit newsoda.com daily. The same way we visit the white-owned platforms and everything else, we got to start showing some love and some support to the black-owned platforms, or else we're just, just talking out our you-know-what. So please, if you can, support us on Cash App, dollar sign news, so that if you don't have a Cash App, the PayPal and Venmo is also in the Jumbotron as well, too, on the right-hand side. I'm not exactly sure. So got to start supporting black-owned content, Mr. Engagement. I'm going to hand your hand back up. So yeah, I'll get I, back to you. And no, no, I, no just, I just want to do one more comment on one of the things on there, and I'm just going to shut up for the rest of the night. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just Joy Reid calling um this brother um I'm using that loosely because I think isn't Brian Donalds a part of the lineage per se? He might do some goofy stuff, you know. I I feel like more and more if it's people from our lineage, we need to address that. We don't need to have outside people 
um, calling historical names and don't know the context and not from our land and our country and um, calling out our leadership per se. Like if she has a problem with our leadership, go somewhere else. Like I'm, I'm really tired of um, Joy Lee, honestly. I never really liked her. She's not from our culture. And she always say some start stuff about black men and just the black culture every once in a while. So I, I'm tired of seeing it. I think she should get canceled. Yeah, I will say that she's propped up by uh, uh, by MSNBC as well. Too real quick, let me give a shout out to Rena, DJ, as well as um, uh, uh, Chef Brill. I agree with you saying to a certain degree that hey, that you know he sh he should be called. I don't know. But he's from Florida, and I'm gonna be real. I've been born and bred in Florida. I'm four five generations deep in this. Uh, being a Floridian, but there's a lot of black people in Florida also that's not necessarily black American, so I don't know. I would assume the bad last name Donald's, you know, he could be a black American. He could not. I have to check out his lineage. I'm not sure, but I'll say this right here. He's still a magpie, you know, <laughs> regardless if he's a black American or not, he's still a magpie. She is as well, too, so she's sitting up here talking about that he's a the, the whipping boy for the Republican Party, but exactly, she's the mouthpiece for the black feminists on the on the left side as well, too. So, I get what you're saying that hey, she's not she wasn't actually born over here and this and that. I'm not a Joy Reid friend myself whatsoever, but at the same time, she was kind of right calling him out. But at the same time, like me and me and Trouble said, Sister Trouble said that for all the talk, and you hear a lot of black Democrats always talk about somebody's an Uncle Tom and somebody's this or that or whatever. But let's be honest here. Just a sheer number of black people that's in the Democratic Party says that there are more times in the Democratic Party than any place else. And we can look at the black entertainers and athletes and stuff like that as well. And black people that's got money that's a Democrat as well who will sit up here and will vote against their own interests. So both of these, both of them, you know, both can get the, in my, my personal opinion, can get the magpie label if you want to be serious about it. So, yeah, she's giving off that energy, the sister girl energy and this and that or whatever. And she's talking noise about him or whatever. So I feel you on that, Mr. Engagement. Like she, you know, I, I don't really take what, what she says with a grain of salt, but in this case, she was right about Brother, her. She like always, she's been attacking black men leadership. I don't see her having to smoke black women leadership like that, even the ones that are out of pocket, respectfully. So that's the reason why I'm doubling down on her, not because I'm capable for this dude, it's just that I'm just tired of people bashing black men. Like, it, it, you know, it, I think she, 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 if, 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 she would have some smoke for black leadership if the black leadership was coming from the conservative side, she would have some smoke for them. But but, but if, it's a black, if it's a black person that's a Democrat, She's not gonna have any smoke for him. So they, they all both of all of them play these games and stuff like that, man. My side is better than your side and this and that. That's why I say I know a lot of black people say we should be conservatives, we should be democrats. I personally believe we should be independent and just vote on actual candidate. Candidate and policy. That's what I think we should be at this point. We shouldn't we owe no allegiance to either side because while all the black people talk about, you know, uh, we've been Democrats for the past 60 years and this and that. At one time, we gave our loyal support and love also to the, the Republican Party because of Abraham Lincoln. We we thought Abraham Lincoln was like our father. He was a great emancipator as well, too. So up until, up until FDR really came on the scene, black people went and it was down for the Republican Party as well, too. So I don't think we owe either one of these parties anything. I know they both like to play the game and, hey, well, they were the meanest to you and they were the nastiest to you. At this side, I think we should just vote candidate. If you find a, a, a black Democrat or a Democrat, it don't even got to be black. If you find a Democrat that you think that, that, that you support, 
Why did the brother have such a hard time to get Dre and Ray? Who was that? Who was that? Who just interrupted me? Who just came off the bike and interrupted while I was cooking? Who? Who did it? Winner. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm just going to you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 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 you know so you know so you you can at least be gracious and wait. Like everybody else got their hands up and wait till I got through. This brother was talking. I was talking. We was having a dialogue. And all of a sudden, I just hear you just chiming in, just cutting the host off. Y'all really understand. I'm here. I'm here. I will I will relax my point. Let's go. you get, 
the more money they want. You know, y'all think they want some money from now. Wait till you acquire some things. They really gonna want your money. And you gotta really start hiding. And uh, for any government system, the, uh, the goal is to extract. It's never to give, so it's to extract. And that includes the IRS. And Insane brought something up that is was just sits in my head. What are they gonna replace it with? See? And 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 how's that directly affect us? So my personal opinion, and it's just me, until you tell me, federal government, what you plan to replace it with and what you're gonna do. I'm not in favor of y'all moving nothing until I get reparations. Nobody move, nobody gets hurt. And that's just the way I feel about it. Um, until we get our deal cut, I don't want them dismantling the government. And part of that IRS situation is part of dismantling the government, which is something that um, uh, people on the Hill, you know, the white people on the Hill, especially the men have been trying to do for decades and they're close to it. And um, if they do that, where are we going to put our justice claim? See? Um, and, and that's all I want to say about that because that's a complicated issue. Um, the Evanston thing, I didn't know what was happening in Evanston. I imagine that's why Boston is taking the, the lead from Evanston because they said that their tactics were very similar. And I sat in on a meeting, uh, the first meeting that uh, reparation has had there in Boston had with uh, the city council and stuff. And uh, the city council was very rude and just about walked out also too. The person that came from the city council, she had melanin, but she, you know, I don't think that she was black, okay? Just regular, you know. Um, and so I'm watching that to see what's going on. And, and uh, the letters on the ground is, is uh, that's her uh, Twitter handle. She's very close to that to that subject because she's right there in Boston. So if you want to find out if Boston is going to do the same thing as Evanston, that would be the person to follow because she'll have the information out. Um, the thing about the weed, back in 2017, I started lobbying uh, Cory Booker's office because he had a bill about uh, this was before anything was was uh, illegal. Had a bill that addressed the uh, convicted uh, uh, persons convicted of marijuana offenses, and what were they supposed to do with that in conjunction with the legalization of marijuana? And what does that look like on how we could get some redress on that uh, for the you know for the people that had gotten locked up or, or penalized or whatever for weed on any level? And he put a bill up there back in 2017, and nobody would put their name on. I noticed that he and I put the bill in the in the chat because I don't know how to do jumbotron, but I put the bill up that he just introduced last year that talked about that. Here's what I can tell you, and nobody nobody signed off on that. Okay, and of course he's in the Senate. You don't expect too many people to sign off on it. You know, you just you, but you would think a couple of them white ones over there on the Democratic side would have sided with them, but you know it is what it is. Here's what, what I believe. When I was in Jamaica, probably about 2016, I can't remember the year, 
because I go off and on. And it was the first year that they had legalized marijuana. Oddly enough, I thought it was legal over there already, but it wasn't. And they said that the citizens of Jamaica could grow uh, so many stalks or plants or something. I think it was five or ten or whatever. And then if they got caught with one marijuana joint, uh, that they got fined one dollar. And so, uh, and I said to myself, uh, New York, not New York, but the United States is going to have to do something because a lot of people, especially on the East Coast, they go to uh, Jamaica to have fun and smoke weed and do all that kind of stuff. And it's just, that's why I always thought it was legal because everybody was smoking it. But anyway, I wouldn't smoke it. But, you know, people were smoking. That's their business. So when they did that, the following year, that's when Jersey said that they were thinking about legalizing. And that's before they have the governor that they have now. And I forget who that man was. DJ could probably tell you, but they were totally against it and wouldn't do anything about it. Well, New York was very interested. The reason New York was interested because it's the financial, financial capital of the United States and really for the world. And, uh, and it's a lot of money to be made in that. Mm. And uh, prison overcrowding and all that kind of stuff. A lot, yeah, it, it was a multi-layered problem why people wanted to legalize marijuana. And marijuana used to be legal in this country and in other countries because it used to be used medicinally. And uh, anyway, nevertheless, needs to say, I say all that to say that Jersey legalized before New York legalized and New York legalized because I think Jersey forced the issue because they have this governor, that the one that they have now. That was one of the first things he did when he got in office was to legalize marijuana, legalize cannabis. And, uh, and, and so New York knew that they had to do something, and they did something broader. They had medicinal, but then they also did recreational. Um, and uh, but they were penalizing people, like DJ said. I remember there was a black woman. She was down there in the city, and she had a like a food truck, but it was weed, you know. And they uh, confiscated her truck, the weed, and everything she had. And uh, there's only five growers in the state of New York. That's where the money is. The money isn't growing. And so what they did in order to circumvent, you know, the the atrocities they did to us behind marijuana. What they did was say that uh, some of these people that had got penalized and, and imprisoned because we could go to uh, work with the growers and, and help the grower grow weed. Well, the grower ain't growing weed. Uh, formerly incarcerated people are growing weed. And they think that that is some form of redress because they said, well, they could cultivate and they could do this. But no, they can't do nothing on somebody else's land but work. And so I see the way it's going across the country. It's not a good look. Cory Booker introduced that bill. It's dead in the water. That, you know, the Senate is, is where bills pass, right? Even though the president has executive uh, privilege, he can sign up on anything he wants to. Um, but you see, he's not doing it. And that, that's a good case about that IRS. He could have introduced everything he wanted to do for the IRS when he was in full control. Yeah, your volume kind of going down, sister. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Biden could have introduced that bill about the IRS a long time ago, but he didn't. That IRS thing is going to turn out to be one of the biggest scams. And whenever they scam people in this country, we're the worst scammed. That's what I know for sure. And I'm going to leave it there. Thank you.
No problem, so I appreciate you as always in this space. Professor, I know you um you had your hand up. Did you uh want to speak still? See professor's there. Professor, you there? Oh, sorry about that news told man. I had stepped away for a minute there. Uh no, uh, I I I went and put it down, man. I'm good. Okay. I know Secret Sister, she was here. She may have, maybe she left because I, I, I know I, I saw her with her hand up as well, too. So, um, is, is there anybody else that wants to speak tonight? If not, then I guess we'll go ahead and um close the space up. Just trying to see if we got any other speakers that want to say anything before we go ahead and close the space out. Uh, let me give a shout out to Emmanuel as well too. Thank you, Emmanuel, for your contribution on Cash App. Go ahead. Uh, who has some professor DJ? One of y'all says. Hey, oh, I was just gonna do a plug right quick because I, I forgot to do it, and that is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this real quick. There you go. Reparation twenty twenty three dot com. Me and DJ did it together, y'all. There you go. <laughs> Also, check out Social in the Jumbotron as well, too. Y'all make sure y'all get over to Social Black Majority State. That's his baby right there. Y'all go ahead, man. And we need to go ahead and get as many people over there to Social as possible. Let's start getting a few thousand people over there on the Black-owned platform as well, too, y'all. So y'all support Black-owned. We keep trying to say support Black-owned businesses, Black-owned platforms. So please, we need that support. There's nothing. It, it takes you, what, no time to set up a profile. So go ahead and please go ahead and go over to social as well, too. Uh, DJ Ray, I guess you guys, uh, if somebody else wants to speak, we'll go ahead and we'll close it out for the night. So I just want to I want to say something right quick. Go ahead, sister. While y'all are going on social.com, remember that is S-O-X-C-I-A-L.com. We Hey, look, Trouble, you could make a very good commercial. I love it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> also, to those in the room who don't know, this is Trouble. Um, I got a new account until they stop playing games with my other one. So if I was following you, if you were following me on my other account, please hit a sister up with a follow on this bad boy so I keep up with my beautiful black people. Showing that one, shout out to Sister Trouble right there. Yes, man. Sister hey, Ray, my sister Butterfly. Ray, you want to go ahead and uh and, and add something before we close this? I know you was pretty quiet tonight, Ray. So Ray ain't got much to say. Go dogs. Keep talking junk. Go dogs. No, sir. Go dogs. Man. No, the same. No, back. No, back. No, sir. <laughs> I ain't got nothing to say to y'all. No, man. Hey, man. All the dogs trying to recover, dude. They trying to smoke that high. <laughs> Word, I ain't got nothing to say to y'all peasants. I'm on top of the mountain. You know what I'm saying? Georgia mountain. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's thin air up here, man. Nah, for real though, man. Sometimes it's just better to sit back and listen. So this is one of those spaces for me to just sit back, soak up all the game, learn about the LLCs and all the rest of the stuff y'all was talking about. So I land there. Same here, DJ. Yeah, same DJ, you got it. No, nah, same to everybody. Agree, you know what I mean? And, uh, just uh, uh, just knowing Evanston reparations again. We already should have known that was a non-burger, you know, because it didn't specify anything about cash 
none of that stuff. You know what I mean? And if they really wanted to th do something that had to do with housing, all up in the houses that's most likely laying around Everston, just like it's laying around Newark and Compton and Dallas, abandoned ass houses everywhere. Philly, forget about it. You got blocks and blocks and holes neighborhoods in Philly that's just abandoned, yo. You feel what I'm saying? Just give them one of the properties, you fix it up on a tax dollar or whatever dollar they need to be printed up on it and left it at that and funded or unwielded some black Americans a house. Hey, it's yours forever. You ain't got to do nothing to still pay your taxes on it, obviously, because that, that, that's part of the infrastructure, whatever, right? But at least this way, you would have got a free house. But if, you know, that's them, you know, doing a grift thing, yo, because our people ain't really stepping up enough to say, hey, look, nah, that don't sound right. Back. I need y'all to retract that. You feel what I'm saying? And that's not enough money or funding for you. If you're talking reparations, that's why we really got to start looking towards the federal. And I know a lot of y'all be mad, be mad at gay white boy, but he really actually saying some uh, legitimate shit as far as the state shit ain't shit. You feel what I'm saying? That's another burger. You got Carnell saying the same thing. The state shit ain't shit. Don't look to that. You know, I guess get whatever you could get out of it. You know, if our folks in California getting that 250000 that's what's up. But we already know it. That's not even enough to uh, live in California. Average house costs 600000 We need our reparations. Reparations2023.com. 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 And I see Mr. Zell is coming up there. You better make it quick because we about to close this. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Zell, you want to go ahead and say something before we close out this place? Yeah. Hey, everybody. Good evening, family. Um, I just wanted to say thank you for hosting your space as usual. But um, as for the state and federal, I say take all of our shit. That's based on like uh -oh, all this we, stuff. We, we, we hear a little. You breaking up a little bit, sister. Can you hear me better now? Hold on. Yeah, Hello? we can hear can you, you better now. Yeah. Yeah. I say why? Like the funny thing with that when people are like, yeah, don't look at that. Look at this. I say when have we ever said no to any of this? They, like the states owe us and the federal. No, we have never even been in an experience where they had to deny it in the first place. We're in a point right now, I'm not going to say, hey, no, you know what, let me not look at any of this. No, we need to go at everything. So all of that, oh, don't look at this, look at that. One, we're leading this fight. We're the ones that's leading the fight. And some people may not believe in that, but it's okay, we'll get the we get what we get on state levels and we use that as leverage to push for what we need from these federal levels. And that includes bureaus in every state so that we can um, get what we need sent to us. And all of like, we have arguments about stuff that's in a lot of cases based on assumptions, but in real life, we, we need all hands on deck. And I don't know about any other state, but I know us here, we're about to put some stuff on the map in Maryland. Now, I say, everybody, wherever you are, fight where you are. And then, even on a federal level, going into the presidential election season, we should have, say, hey, you want our votes? Because they'll see what we did on the state level. By the end of this year, we should have candidates already running on, um, on for our reparations. That is the craziest concept I've ever heard. We've worked all of these years. And now people telling us not to do it. Say, and we all just drop it like, hey, you know what? Let's not do that. Let's just go in the other direction. None of that makes sense to me. <laughs> because we know what we can do. You see them talking in every state. People are going to say, they ain't really going to go through with this. 
why is it that we didn't, if we talk about when the Africans say they ain't going to give us no reparations, why are we listening when people say don't focus on this? I say, like some people just say, I don't believe on the state level, but that's fine. If you want to fight for it, that's fine. Let's just do that. That's just not their area to fight. <laughs> we fight on state and federal, and we need as many people getting into these political as well as the school boards and um, on these. We need people everywhere. So I say um, to what you just said, like, the, yeah, it ain't nothing on the state level. We got to be very mindful of the energy and the information we transfer because we can do this. Every other group got this. We're the only ones sitting in our states without a, a bureau or an office of, they got the office of New Americas, they got the office um, of Hispanic Affairs, they got the office of Asian Affairs, they got the office <laughs> of Af African Affairs. Here in Maryland, we got an office of African Affairs, an office of Caribbean Affairs, and we don't have nothing but poverty affairs that don't even get addressed. So let's keep all of this about it. This is our responsibility. When we say, hey, let's not worry about that. That's like, all right, we got to worry about it and keep fighting for the top part. No, they know gutting it out from the inside out. The thing is, make people lose confidence in what they see we gaining momentum through. All eyes was not supposed to be on Cali. This was supposed to be something that just kind of happened and they threw under the rug and say, at least we tried. When California rose up and um, we were forced and confined in our homes and actually started coming together like water and these organizations started to form to hold these platforms, I mean, these um, government entities accountable, now we got what's happening in Cali. If it doesn't matter, why is it that all of these other populations are fighting so hard against us here? I'm specific for us. It's a reason why 